The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Napa know-how. Keeping it simple is usually a good thing. And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the Napa Rewards program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every 100 you spend. So start saving today with Napa Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Cam was still playing cool in the gang after the first round. <laughs> I, 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 I blacked out for probably 10 picks. The 13-time world champions. Shut up. How about that segue? Star Wars into Chiefs. What's up, Drafters? Thanks for joining us today. My name's Ken Swanson. I'm one of the writers at Arrowhead Pride. This is the AP Chiefs Draft Show coming at you with less than two weeks until the NFL Draft. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to cover until then, uh, and we've got three shows that are going to help you uh, get all the information that you need about the draft and about Chiefs news in general. You've got the Chief in the North with Seth Kaiser on Monday. You've got the Arrowhead Pride podcast with Joel Thorman, Pete Sweeney, and Sean Barber on Wednesdays. We close you out on Fridays, and by we, I mean me and my co-host, who you can find on Twitter at Jacob Morley. Uh, Jake, are you more stressed? Are you anxious, excited, nervous for the NFL draft coming up? Where are you at right now? I'm, I think I'm anxious. I have actually feel like I've gotten a second wind. I've actually watched like 10 players in the last two days, so I really feel like I'm just kind of getting right back into it. I kind of had a lull there for a little bit, but I feel like I'm, I'm excited and anxious and I'm maybe even reeling a little bit because I'm trying to get through more guys, but it's close. It's yeah. so close. I, I've, got, I've got about 15 more guys that I've got to get through, and then it's just going to be um, all kinds of content that we're going to be pushing out on Arrowhead Pride and this podcast. Actually, we'll just we'll just give you a little formal announcement here. Actually, um, on Thursday and Friday nights of the NFL Draft Weekend, we will be recording a, a, like an immediate reaction, insta reactions right after the the first and second day of the draft are complete. So you're going to have two episodes on Draft Week of us breaking down kind of the first round and and our takeaways, kind of resetting the board finding and talking about maybe the players of value that are still there and then thursday or friday the day that's going to have a lot of picks we're going to be there uh breaking down all the selections for the and chiefs if, if this were last season i would have to do it by myself because Cam was still playing cool in the gang after the first <laughs> I, I i i blacked out for probably 10 picks like I, I i i don't remember much like i was spinning twitter was just as lit as it's ever been and i was playing cool in the gang i was rocking out i was i was irrationally excited i mean i mean think about like I, my entire life, I've never seen the Chiefs take a first-round quarterback, and they finally did. Not all of us can can go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, Jake. I knew that. So, like, if you follow on Twitter, you know who the pick is a little bit before. So, I knew probably ten minutes before the pick what was in that it was it was they traded up from a home. So, I just had my I just, I just had my phone ready. And there's a vid- there's a video out there. If if you're a loyal uh, reader of Kent, you've probably seen it for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I I was a video of me dancing to Cool in the Gang. Uh, there's a, a video of me literally sitting on the floor 
like with a, curled up with a pillow, just like anticipating the selection. I was just freaking out. Um, it was it was an awesome day. It was hands down the best moment of my Chiefs draft experience. Uh, I and and it, he's paying us off. I, we're actually going to talk a little bit about quarterbacks. Yeah, no. Here. Speaking of yeah. awesome day, right? We got an awesome show. I'm really excited about what we're what's going down today. What me and Jake did is we did the one and only mock draft that we will do on this show. Um, we've got 86 picks. Don't worry. We're not going to go into detail about every single one of them. We want you to listen to this show. Uh, we'll stop here at, at certain moments uh, to, to actually add a few players to the draft miss list. We're going to be doing that today uh, as we go along. And we'll probably talk a little bit about quarterbacks, too, because this is, you know, two things. You know, it's interesting how the quarterback mark is playing out. But also, I kind of want to see we're going to talk a little bit about where we would put Pat Mahomes in this draft if the Chiefs had uh, had not making the move and then Pat Mahomes was actually in this draft this year so uh, a lot of stuff to talk about we're gonna we're gonna do these 86 picks um, five to the draft miss list and then afterwards we're gonna take some uh, some of the Twitter questions that we got for a little uh, draft mailbag to close it out and I we have a we have a huge week next week too there's a lot of cool stuff we'll we'll probably tease later next week Uh, we've got some big stuff coming uh, before the NFL draft finally hits. Jake, let's go ahead and get started on this mock draft. Uh, let do it. Well, what we did is we rotated picks. So Jake picked uh, for the odds. We let the I, most handsome go first. I let him, most handsome goes first. Uh, and then we, I, I graciously gave Jake the right to all of his Packers picks. Well, I, and, and in turn, I, I suppose I let you have the Chiefs. I, I thought I... Oh, yeah, maybe. I, I think know. there was, there might have been a couple that you actually... Uh, so if you want to know what my picks for the for the Chiefs would have been, you can tweet at me. Uh, I don't really like the direction that Kent went. Well, I, you're gonna have to deal with it. And Chiefs, I'll, I'll just forewarn y'all: if last week was the perfect scenario, this one was the less than perfect scenario. Part of it is just because we're going off our boards, so all the players that we value higher than most wound up getting taken before the Chiefs took. So we'll we'll see how this goes. It's still we still got good players uh, in Kansas City, but it wasn't ideal. Uh, okay, Jake, uh, you have the floor with the Cleveland Browns. All right, so when I'm making a pick, I kind of it was kind of a trifecta of thinking. I went with my board. Um, I went with what I think the team should do, and then I kind of went with like what I've been hearing as well. So um, with the first pick, I think even though there's been some talk recently of the the, the Josh Allen effect on this draft, I think I'm going to stick with my gut, and I, I really think it's going to be Sam Darnold, number one to the Cleveland Browns. Sam Darnold, USC, that, first pick. Uh, that's a good pick. I went quarterback as well if with the New York Giants I went with Josh Rosen he's number two on my board uh Darnold's just a slight favor for him uh so I went with Rosen at two with the Giants and then with the the New York Jets following them at three I went with another quarterback um and I went with probably the best personality fit in my opinion for the New York Jets which was Baker Mayfield um I don't know if we want to start talking about who uh, you know who and what our our rankings of the quarterbacks are this year um um, and, then, that's fine. and then where Pat would fit. But in that's this fine. Let's, let's do it right now. Let, that's that's totally fine with me. Um, I I have the, those three are my top three quarterbacks on the board. So I've only given out two first round grades to the quarterbacks this year, and, and it's Darnold and it's Rosen. Uh, then I've got Baker Mayfield. I've got Lamar Jackson with a third round pick, Mason Rudolph with a third round pick, and Josh Allen with a third round pick. Uh, I, Baker Mayfield's a second round pick, so that's my that's my board. That's how I value the quarterbacks. And so I actually, I'm, I'm pretty much um, pretty much the same, but I I would flip flop one and two. I think Josh Rosen is the best quarterback in this class, in my opinion. And then I'd have Sam Darnold uh, followed by Mayfield. I actually would have I well I don't know what you, actually I forgot what you said already, but I have Josh Allen fourth. Uh, I had Josh Allen six. So okay, so then yeah. and I think like three through six is kind of just like what do you what do you want? They're all you're all they're all getting pushed up because they're quarterbacks. Um, so it's kind of just one of those things. I I would not be surprised at all to see all of those guys go in the first um, and I, I think, wouldn't either actually I would I would bet on it we're yeah. gonna we're gonna do prop bets next week and one of them is is uh, just a teaser five I, and a half uh, the over and around quarterbacks for the first rounds five and a half I think the better question is how many go in the top 10 yeah no that's, I, that's what might actually be up for debate and I think a lot of it hinges on the next pick the fourth pick absolutely uh, the fourth pick I went with Bradley Chubb in edge 
from North Carolina State. I think he's just an exceptional talent. Could you imagine uh, Miles Mar- Garrett and Bradley Chubb coming off both edges? Yeah. yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> and then, I mean, yeah, that's p- people talking about Chubb being better than Garrett last year. I don't know if I buy into that. I don't believe that. They're both but, pretty stinking good. I know that. Yep. And so I, that's, you better have two. That's why teams want two O tackles. But like that's. That's a nightmare situation, especially both those guys hit. It looks like Garrett's going to be a player. Um, I think Chubb's a little bit safer of a pick than Garrett was last year. That's that's the one thing I'd give him the edge on. But sure. you never know. It's the draft. Uh, so all right, it's my pick next. Okay, so I went. So the Denver Broncos fifth overall. I went with uh, Josh Allen, the quarterback from Wyoming. I don't know as as a division rival. I think, uh, and I see you smirking over there a little bit. I think uh, a lot of Chiefs fans would actually be pretty happy with that. I, I would be, and it's uh, I I don't hate Josh Allen as a prospect. Um, He's the Pat Mahomes of this class, kind of. Except for Mahomes had more production, better accuracy, and he had some of that. He had some of that it factor with him. That's yep. my thing. Like with Allen, Allen's the most polarizing prospect I've ever seen in my life. And I actually, I like, I like Allen a little bit. I have him as the 63rd best player on my board. My issue with Allen is um, I, the risk mitigation. Like you're going to invest everything. You're going to, you're going to go all in on this guy. And there's so many unknowns about him. There's so many inconsistencies. I think it's in his range of outcome that he's a good quarterback. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not ballsy enough to do that. I like him. I really do. I, and I, I think uh, just going off of what I've heard from uh, the senior bowl to the private workouts, people talking about he's getting better each time they see him. I like that. So where is he along in his, in, in his development? Probably not very far. Um, but that, and that's why I, I'd say he's the Pat Mahomes of this class because of the arm talent, because of just the raw ability. And I agree with what you're saying. Like, do I like Pat Mahomes better than I like J- Josh Allen? Yeah, I do. Like big time. Like, I, I was much higher on Mahomes last year than I am on Josh Allen. But as far as like what their upside is, I think in the last two draft classes, you could make the argument that Patrick Mahomes had the highest upside in his class and Josh Allen has the highest upside in this class. I don't disagree with that. I think Darnold's got closer of a ceiling to Allen than most think. That's just my opinion because they're both so young. But I I do agree. Allen does have the highest ceiling, you know, kind of bringing Pat into this again. You know, I think the things that you saw with with Pat Mahomes tape were were more um, indicative of a guy that, you know, has some of the, you know, some of the nuances and, you know, things that are just kind of natural, uh, to a, a, a talented quarterback. And, you know, with, with Mahomes, you know, I think his traits and the, it were all there, but in everything that, you know, the issues were him with were fixable with, with, with Allen. I think there's some things in there that are a little bit more, um, who he is that he's going to have to kind of fight that human nature. Um, you know, so I, I had, I had Patrick Mahomes, as I would have him as a first round grade if we were, you know, if we were doing this process, uh, the similarly last year, I think, I think Mahomes would be right up there against Darnold and Rosen. I think they would be both or all three would be in a kind of a similar tier. And if you think about the guy that we saw week 17, uh, if, if that guy was in this class, I think he'd be a hands down first overall pick. And, you know, with Allen, he's a guy that could flame out or he could wind up being one of the best players uh, at his position. I went with a very safe pick with the Colts. We're not doing any trades. Uh, this might be a trade scenario potentially uh, if one of the quarterbacks is still there in the real draft, but I went with Quentin Nelson, safest pick. An interesting nugget too about the Colts is Ballard talking about not wanting to trade out of the top 10. Yeah. That, um, which I think that's telling though. And that's interesting because and he probably is viewing the top 10, there being a significant drop off. And I'd agree with that actually. I think around 11, 12. It could be possible posturing though too sure you know that it could it could wind up being posturing i don't know all right with the seventh pick the tampa bay buccaneers are probably giddy looking at the board and seeing saquon barkley still on the board and they're running that to the podium that would be a sweet pick for them highest guy on my board yep chicago bears we got denzel ward getting getting selected at pick number eight uh stud corner i really like him he's my highest corner on my board yep and uh they still need corner help, even though Kyle Fuller, they signed him to that offer sheet. Um, pick number, was it, 10 or 9? Sorry, 9 with the 49ers. Uh, they're taking uh, just another defensive back. They need some secondary help, so they're going with Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Oakland Raiders, I gave them Tremaine Edmonds. Um, it, 
inside backer could just have the impact of an inside backer could wind up being a a uh, a, a a significant talent but you know, the, he's, this is about the right value him for him. next to Mac if he hits. Yeah, if he hits, right. it's going to be Yikes. terrifying. But he you doesn't know. really fit with your uh, your age narrative, though. He's I, he's always nineteen years old. It's the opposite. It's the easy. He, there could be guys on that team that could be his dad. I know. I was I was I was saving that. I oh, was. Re- I'm not joking. Bad. I was saving that tweet. <laughs> no, I. Great minds. I guess you heard it here first. Uh, Jake, <laughs> at Jacob Morley. Well, um, how, like I know Sebastian Janikowski is not on there anymore, but like how uh, how old is Sebastian? Like if. 60 so yeah he did his grandpa ish great uh, around 60 all right this next pick the dolphins at 11 i actually spent a lot of time thinking about this because i just didn't really know what to do with them i know they probably want to go quarterback um but i just i didn't i didn't want to give them jackson or rudolph that high so um with the departure of nadamikin to i went ahead and went with uh, vita vea the d tackle from washington uh bill's are unfortunately not in the QB market in this scenario from here. So I gave him the best ball skills at cornerback in this class, Josh Jackson. I actually, I'm, I'm at 13-2 here, Jake, because oh. the Packers are coming up here in a pick. So we swapped here. Uh, and Washington, I gave the fighting Alex Smith's Derwin James uh, excellent safety from uh, Florida State. And then with all the the secondary guys, I want I would want at that situation for the Packers off the board. Um, I went with my highest edge ed rusher, which is Harold Landry, the same guy you gave me for draft miss last week. But uh, that's a good pick for them, and I think that it makes a lot of sense. I I, I would I, I kind of bet that. Harold Landry's a Packer here in a couple weeks. That's I kinda, my guess. I kind of do too. It just it seems like a, a perfect a perfect you know mix of need area all that stuff. Um, I have the next pick too. The Arizona Cardinals losing um, Honey Badger last year was kind of a big loss for them. So I went with uh, some secondary help uh, similar to what I think he was able to do with Jair Alexander from Louisville. Stud uh, with the 16th pick in the NFL draft, uh, I gave the Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson and I do want to stop you for a second uh, because I know I just told you I gave him a third round grade here's the thing with Lamar Jackson our grading scale does not do his ability to move and to create plays with his feet justice and so it's kind of been a really weird eval for me because as a passer I don't think he's he's refined enough yet and he would definitely benefit from a year but his ability to make plays is just exceptional. So I, even though he's a third round pick, I still think he's worthy of a first round pick. If that makes sense. I thought that was an interesting fit too, because I don't really, I mean, Joe Flacco has got that contract that is going to be tough to get out of. Um, So really they're kind of almost looking at it like Joe Flacco's 35 instead of, you know, what a hell old he is. Maybe he's 35. He might be. How old is Joe Flacco? And I think they can get out of, I think they can get out of, his contract next year relatively yeah. easily but like yeah so taking it like we got one more year out left with this guy let's get someone now that we can develop for a year so i actually ended up i, I like that fit um next i had the los angeles chargers um i looked at my board uh and i went with mike mcglinchy the highest o tackle i had on my board that could use some help i think he's a right tackle i think they plug him in there and they're happy with that pick uh, Seattle Seahawks, uh, they were kind of tough to to place. I gave them Darius Geis. I would guess they trade out of this situation. Just I, I think that's probably going to happen. Try to recoup some picks, but Darius Geis, he's a he's a stud, and uh, I'm going to put him with the Seahawks. And I know the Cowboys at 19 are really looking for receiver help. Um, I think they'd be really happy that Calvin Ridley's still on the board. So I think they make that pick if he's there. Calvin Ridley from Bama. Uh, my, uh, this is one of my favorite players going to the Detroit lions at pick 20. It's Maurice Hurst. Um, I really like him as a prospect. He's one of my top, I think he's, I think he's number seven on my board right now. And this was the best fit for him. Uh, I really like him as a prospect. Um, and then 21 Bengals, they need help all over the offensive line. So I gave him a guy that I think um, people don't really know if he's a tackle or a guard, Connor Williams. Um, I think they'll find a spot for him and he'll be he'll be a day one starter. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are up at 22 and I gave them Mason Rudolph, um, quarterback from Oklahoma State. You know, Jake, here's there's there's it's really difficult for me to evaluate quarterbacks in the same kind of scope as all the other prospects we do so like you know you think about like a a third round grade like some people define a third round grade as uh eventual starter right um 
I mean, what's the value of an eventual starter at quarterback? High. A first-round pick? Yep. Even if he's a third-round grade, it's almost like those guys should wind up being way pushed way up the board. That's Yeah, and that's the thing. The, if you think you can get a starter at quarterback, and, and you, if he's your guy, then you take him. And that's and you can, and people will snicker at it, especially draft Twitter. We'll be, you know, we'll think it's funny or whatever. We're like, oh, I think that's a huge mistake. But no one in the league's thinking that. If they like, if Mason Rudolph goes to twenty two for the Bills, and people and the Bills believe in this guy, that's a good pick. And if he if he flames out, he does. But they took their shot. Yeah, they're shooting their shot at quarterback, and that's what every team's doing anyway. They're trying to get value there. They're trying to get someone that can start. So Mason Rudolph, he's worth. He's probably worth, you know, that twenty second pick range. Um, so the twenty. So we have the Patriots coming up. Patriots had four picks in the draft last year. They have four in the top two rounds this year. So it's insane. Um, their first pick at twenty three. Um, kind of wondering about this guy because I've heard some things, but he's uh, so Mike Hughes from UCF, uh, the corner. Uh, not really sure if he's gonna go this high maybe higher he's a guy that he i, I just could, it's starting to feel like he's gonna fall like i, I don't know how far or far or anything like that but just like it feels like it's it's starting to feel like you know he might wind up being in the, the range of the chiefs yeah um maybe and you've i mean i've i've heard and this is great i haven't heard it from anyone i know but i've just seen it like on twitter like maybe some of you guys have that that maybe he potentially has some character issues or some off the field stuff that teams are concerned about like a looming cloud that's been over him for for the entire process it's just it hasn't come out yet which is a little concerning and it's a little like interesting like you know a lot of people are kind of starting to say i don't know about this guy in round one like if you if he goes through you know reading twitter what what happened? What happened well, at North Carolina? Yeah, and it seems like the last few drafts there's been guys like this. Like, Lael Collins a couple of years ago was involved in, like, a murder investigation. And then Gary and Conley last year. What what was his? Was it kind of the same situation? It was a sexual assault issue. some type of legal like issue that. that happened, like, right before the draft. And a team made him take a polygraph test. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going on with Mike. And I'm not putting Mike Hughes in that category. We don't know what's going we, on we with him. We can't do that. That's um, not fair yet. But uh, I think this is, if, if that's if a team believes in him, I think this is very much his range. I think his ceiling is even up in like, like 13, 14, 15 maybe. I would say like the early teens, but yeah. Yep. Um, so I think, uh, you know, knowing what we know, I'm not sure about that one, but I would, I would if he went at 24, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Or 23. Carolina Panthers, uh, the best player with the best fit for them was Will Hernandez, guard from UTSA. He's one of those guys. If if one of these guards falls to the Chiefs, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah, and uh, so at 25, the Tennessee Titans, I went with Edge, Marcus Davenport. Um, he's another guy. Don't really know where he's going to go. I've heard, seen him all over the board. I know he's just a bag of tools. People like him. He's got developmental talent, so we'll see. Uh, he's going. I put him at 25, though. Atlanta Falcons at 26. We gave them a win. Uh, 27, New Orleans Saints. This would be really fun. Uh, I gave them DJ Moore in that Ooh. offense. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Uh, I gave the Steelers at 28. I gave them Leighton Vander Esch. This is where some of those inside linebackers start falling. I've seen him linked to this. Like, I've heard it so many times that he's not getting past pick 28. Right. Yeah, he's connected to the Steelers Almost a to lot. to the point where it's like I already envision him as a Steeler. Um, but with the, the ja- guys like that in this yeah. draft, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Jaguars next, I took uh, Rashawn Evans. So kind of having a little run on linebackers, which in that defense, put him next to Miles Jack. Oh, man, that would be fun. And that's a team that honestly doesn't have a whole lot of needs. Right. Besides quarterback, but they're not going to go with one there. They're well, all gone. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of feeling like if the Jaguars want a quarterback, one of the top six quarterbacks, they're not going to be able to get it at 29. Right. Yep. It's, it really is starting to feel like that. Uh, the Vikings, I gave a raw but freakish athletes uh, to them. And he's a guy that would actually probably develop nicely there. Taven Bryant, defensive tackle from Florida. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I, I think he... I don't, know, like, I don't like it because I'm a Packers fan. I, I, say, I, that's he, a good pick for them. He's he's developmental prospect, but man, he's, uh, he's a good player. Uh, at 31, the Patriots. This is actually one of my favorite picks that I made in the first round. I bet it was. Um, just be, I think he fits so well. Um, but it's Hayden Hurst, and I just love the way he was used at South Carolina. I love him in that H back role. I think he would be, uh, he would be what I mean. I, he's not who's who's the guy I'm thinking of. I can't, he got arrested. Hernandez, sorry. Oh, yeah. um, kind of I mean, similar to that role. He's not nearly as athletic as Hernandez was, but um, 
he took he took handoffs. He can take handoffs. He can can do a lot of different stuff. And I don't think they care that he's twenty five. It seems just like the Patriots don't care about that. The Patriots are trying to win right now. They keep people for one contract, anyways. Pretty much. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They really don't have a. They don't really have a need right now either. I gave them a high upside offensive tackle. Uh, Guy, actually, I'm pretty high on uh, Colton Miller for UCLA. It's yeah. That's a a Lane Johnson type. Honestly, just an athlete. Put him at tackle, develop him. Uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, first pick of the second round. I gave them uh, Sony Michelle, um, the running back from Georgia. I think he'd be a lot of fun in that offense with Duke Johnson. New York Giants running back Ronald Jones at pick thirty-four. He's a stud. His his quas- uh, his process has been kind of quiet just because of his hamstring injury at the combine, but he's a stud. Uh, Brown's second pick in the second round, 35. I gave them Cortland Sutton, the receiver from SMU. Kind of, I mean, he kind of fell a little bit. I think he might end up in the first, but I'm I not, still think he could. Yeah. I'm not super high on him. I, I I buy in on his upside, but my film score on him wasn't as high as a lot of people's. I had a second round on him, like yeah. a late two. Yeah. Uh, a guy I had a higher grade on than probably most is Braden Smith, a guard from. Uh, from Auburn and Olathe South, I gave him to the Colts at picks pick thirty six. Uh, again, he's just a guy I'm, I'm way higher on. Uh, thirty seven, the Colts their second pick. So, uh, so just interesting fact too. So the Colts went guard with their first two picks. Yeah, and that makes that makes a yeah. ton of sense. Um, so we're getting some help on defense now for the Colts. I took Edge Sam Hubbard from Ohio State. Uh, I think that's a nice fit for them. Uh, let's see. Uh, I just got stuck. Hold on. Uh, with the oh the uh, I went another guard 38 uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers we'll give them Billy Price a guy who can play all three interior offensive line spots and so the Bears next at 39 they need some tackle help I'm looking at my board Uh, Brian O'Neill is my next available tackle so that's who I went with uh, Denver Broncos, let's give them Christian Kirk. Uh, there's going to be some looming issues here with their with their wide receiver position here down the road pretty quick. He's kind of an Emmanuel Sanders type. Yeah, he uh, might. He might be sitting thinking about him on that team. Yeah, I think he. I think he would. I think he can carve out a decent role. I like him a lot. He's a he's a fringe round one for me. Uh, so next we have another AFC West. Uh, team the Oakland Raiders at 41 uh, I think this is a great value pick for them Isaiah Oliver the corner from uh, from Colorado and I know you're sitting there shaking your head because he's coming off the board That's this, a, this next stretch here guys and this is this is what's, brutal for the Chiefs it's brutal for the Chiefs these next these next 10 picks you're gonna hear a lot of names that you like and it just it makes a lot of sense for these teams so this is one of those scenarios where based on what we're doing it could it could end very very poorly because uh, the next guy off the board for the Miami Dolphins is safety Ronnie Harrison he's off the board there yeah and there's a run on safeties because the next guy off the board uh, I took Justin Reed for the Patriots. He seem he oh. just seems like a Patriot to me. I he well, yeah, he's smart, sound player. He's 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 uh he's good and I'm sad. Uh corner Dante Jackson, he goes forty fourth to the Washington Redskins. I I'm not super high on him as far as a fit with the Chiefs because I think he's a little bit lighter, but he is a good player. Uh, Packers at 45 next. Uh, the 13-time world champions. Shut up. Take my guy, Jesse Bates, the third. Our Wake guy. Forest. Everyone's guy. I Anybody love, that listens to that this pick. pod's guy. Um, actually, well, you know what? I think a lot of Packers fans would be kind of bummed about that because he's not a corner, and so that's what they really want. But, man, I think he can do – he can – He's value here, he, too. He's good at covering – eligible receivers yeah and so we need that or they i'm sorry I, I don't like using we they need that i don't play for them yeah i'm salty uh i with the, the Bengals pick we went uh with james daniels a center because they need any offensive lineman with a pulse and this one's got a pulse and he's pretty good at football uh the cardinals i feel like this pick is another pick that a lot of people have been projecting but it's the quarterback from richmond kyle leuletta la letta la letta la letta la 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 yeah yeah him we're gonna they took took that guy from richmond um it just makes a lot of sense i know the cardinals probably want to get a quarterback and he's the next guy he really is um he's one of those guys where i wouldn't be mad if um I, I think I think this is good value actually, even though I have a third round grade on him, just because, you know, the quarterback position, if you get a solid starter, you you've earned you know, you've what's done some- crazy is I don't think there's a lot separating Mason Rudolph and La Laletta. 
and he, you know Rudolph went twenty five picks in front of him. Yeah, because it's like the quarterback runs over and. Kind of, I don't know. Luke Falk would probably be the next guy off the board. I wouldn't be surprised. Ugh. I that's another guy. We should be rooting for Luke Falk to get selected early in the in the second round. Even if if it's before pick seventy six, that's just one other guy that you know that can fall. So, uh, with the forty eighth pick in the draft, we are going to add one member to the draft miss list right now. Um, and. It, his name's his name's Jannard Avery. He's uh, he, I'm I'm drafting for the Los Angeles Chargers at pick 48. Uh, Jannard Avery is a edge linebacker from Memphis. He's 6'1", 248 pounds. Um, he's kind of an undersized edge. I don't really know if I would want the Chiefs to take him necessarily at 54, but if he's there at 76, he's a guy I would love the Chiefs to take a look at as an undersized edge. Uh, I, I'm i big on him, Jake. I don't think he's... I mean, I, I know we just talked about this, but I don't really think he's an edge. I think he's better suited to be an off-ball linebacker. Um, and the reason I think that is because he's he doesn't have long arms. He's, he's going to struggle with length. And it shows up on tape, too. He kind of gets engulfed by offensive tackles when he is rushing from the edge. But he does a ton of things really well. He's super rangy. I love... I mean, he's he's just fun to watch. He makes a ton of plays. Super productive. He's fiery, instinctive. Um, he will get skinny, knife his way into the backfield. Yep. He's and you know, sixty percent of the time, these types of guys, he's gonna. He, I think he's he has a lot of upside as a coverage linebacker because he looks really comfortable there. He can moves I, can really I make well case, in space. Can I can I make a case for him as an edge real quick? No, just real quick. Well, too bad. I'm gonna do it. Uh, I think I think he's got a plan as a pass rusher, and I think he's got violent hands, and I think he's actually got pretty good explosion and power, and. And, you know, there's some skill sets there to work with. I don't, I mean, I'm not saying it necessarily has to be a full-time edge. I think you move him around and kind of use him as a chess piece, but I definitely think he can still give you a, a good quality sample size of reps every week as an edge rusher. Sure. Um, I just think that's maybe not the best way to use him. And I, I agree. He's got super, he- he's got heavy hands. I liked his tape against UCLA. I got a highlight here at 127. Um, they're trying to block him one-on-one with the, with the tight end. And he is just destroys him with a SWAT and just puts, I mean, just wasn't ready for it. Knocked him over. It was, it was pretty awesome. Um, but I just, I just see him getting engulfed more often than I, than not. And I think you can just, better use him in space as well, a guy that you can still scheme to get to the quarterback yeah. but maybe not just say hey go line up on the edge um, and rush the pass because well, even if he even when he even if you have a plan if you can't get your hands on a guy it, it doesn't really matter I think well that's part of the reason I'm kind of hedging a little bit here because I have a second round grade on him value wise just across the board so uh, but with the Chiefs specifically if he's there in round three I think he's a guy that you just get on your football team and try to figure out because the value it right there is just is too ideal um, that's that's kind of my line of thinking is like yeah I understand like he probably can't play edge on every down was he was he a combine invite uh yeah he was what were his I don't know what his numbers were I'm sure he tested oh no I do he ran like in the like four five eight something like that something tested along those well. lines yeah, yeah. um he, I, he's just I at some point he's a value and he that's a guy that right there I think is a value uh Jake you're up with the Colts at pick forty nine pick 49 i went with a small speedy receiver uh seems like the colts kind of go after those types uh so i went with dj chark the wide receiver from louisiana state university dallas got dallas at pick 50 dallas goddard tight end goes to the dallas cowboys uh good value here at, at pick 50 uh, and then the Lions at 51 um, is a draft miss list guy. He is Lorenzo Carter, the edge from Georgia. And you saw my write-up on, uh, if, if you if you were on Arrowhead Pride, you saw my write-up on Lorenzo Carter that went up on Wednesday. So uh, there's there's a write-up there for him that, uh, you know... Uh, you can you can kind of get some feel for, for for what I like about him as a prospect there. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, I gave them a wide receiver, a much needed wide receiver, and we are going to add him on the draft miss list right now. It's wide receiver Equinamius St. Brown. Uh, he is uh, he's a stud. He's six five. 214 pounds comes from Notre Dame. Uh, I know Jake, you you you're pretty high on this guy too, right? 
Yeah, you know, he's huge, but he doesn't move that way. He's really fun to watch. Like, he is really smooth off the line of scrimmage. Um, there is, in particular, it, he runs a lot of drag routes for them. I'm pulling up my notes on him. I forgot who it was. Oh, it was Stanford that you ran. So he catches it, you know, at about seven yards depth. And this guy, he gets the ball and he just completely obliterates angles. And yeah. you think he's going to get tackled and he just exposes, I think his number, number 15 Perez from Stanford uh, just looked like he was running in cement behind him. And, and it's, it, it was fun to watch. That's like one of my favorite plays of the last week or so of, of watching tape. You know, uh, I heard an interesting comp for him. Martavis Bryant. Yeah, I can see that. There's some vibes there. They're kind of they kind of have that alien type feel to him because the frame, guy, the speed. Guys, you know. he's lanky when you look at him, but he but he doesn't move like he's lanky. Right. You know? I think he just needs to continue to develop his route tree. Um, he gets a little sloppy with his routes at time, but there's a lot to work with there. I have a pretty strong second round grade, eighty three point eight on him. Uh, if he was the pick in round two, I would be I'd be fine. However, you know, there's such a wide range of opinions on this guy. If he's sitting there in round three, I'm going to be doing backflips. I love this prospect. Um, he's he's kind of in that bubble of these receivers, too, that are like second to third round values. So it's kind of pick your poison. What do you want? Right. And I don't love all of them, but, nope. uh, you know, he's definitely a guy I'd be interested in. I think, Jake, you're up with the Bills pick. The Bills after ooh, 53. Dang, I'm not going to say this guy's name. I can help you. I'm, I'm going to try. Um, Go for the it. The O-tackle from uh, Western Michigan, Chukwuma Okafora. Okorafor? I, I go with, I always call it like Chukwuma Okorafor. Actually, I, I think his, you think he's going by Chukes or Chuck now? Chewy. Chuk, Chewy, Chewy Okorafor. How about we go Equinamius and Chukwuma back to back? Picks. Speaking of Chewy, man, have you seen the previews for the new Solo movie? Oh my gosh. Sorry. No, no it's on. okay. We'll, we'll I, talk about that for a while. I, so I, I'm irrationally excited for that movie. I, I think it goes comes out May, May 25th. I'm going to be there May 24th with my brother. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, okay, Chiefs fans, here we go. First pick How in about the... that segue? Star Wars into Chiefs. Two of my favorite things. Okay. The, the 54th pick... In the NFL draft. And can we just so touch base real quick on I like the pick looking at it, but there's some like who are you upset about that's not on the board? Uh basically most of the players that went between forty and actually it's basically forty to fifty ish, fifty two ish. There's okay, a so lot of guys on that list I'd be thrilled take with. Take me through your thought process and with everything that happened, who was on your short list before you give the pick? Justin Reed. Uh, Jesse. No, that's okay. So, oh, sorry. So do it this way. So tell me your pick. Oh, you're talking, then, about, are you talking about? Yeah. So oh. who's, who's available? So I, I know your pick. He's a, he's a draft miss guy. Yeah. Um, but what was your short list? Who were you kind of, who did you have that you were kind of thinking through? You know, um, a couple guys, um, I'm not going to tell you because a couple of them are, are draft miss list guys that we're going to get to next week. So I'm not going to tell you. I was looking at an offensive lineman. I was looking at an edge prospect, coward. Uh, a couple edge prospects. One of them was Josh Sweat, which you know. Um, being a coward right now. Ken. No, I want to. Being I'm, a coward. It's a Don't, tease. He doesn't have anyone else he's thinking about. It's a tease. This is the last guy on his board. No, it was a tease. i got to go back to the drawing I board. Want, you know what? We don't have to unload everything that we're planning on doing and every single prospect. I want to. I want to have some content for next week, Jake. It's plenty of content. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm it's, it's, I've, I've got, we've got five guys on the draft miss list today. Hey, we don't need <laughs> any more. Uh, hey, we're, wait, what the heck is, the are pick? we, are we stalling here? What I is happening? <laughs> pick 50, we're going to get passed up. Pick 54. Yeah. No, the, uh, the Carolina Panthers are going to pick here if we're not careful. Uh, 54, uh, the best grade on my board was Ian Thomas, the tight end from Indiana. And I like Ian Thomas a lot. Mm -hmm. um, he's not a guy I'm going to be as thrilled with. I would have loved something on the defensive side of the ball here. I still like Ian Thomas a lot. Actually, he's my tight end one right now. Um, but uh, that's that's our pick. I'm, I'm happy. I, I'm just, I'm hoping for value. That's my thing. I want value at every pick. This is, you know, uh, this might be a little bit of a value, but I'd rather have been a I value at a position. Looking at the board, the way it's fallen, I think there's value at... The tight end position, I think safety and corners kind of picked over right yep. now. Um, and that partially is probably our fault. It is yeah. our fault. 
Um, because we're, we're higher on some of these guys. So I think there's value at tight end. I think there is some value along the defensive line. Um, I think we're getting, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I would I would have gone with Ian Thomas, too. He would have been the... And, he would have been the top player on my board as well. There you uh, go. Maybe a couple different guys weren't. Were, would be, I actually would have gone with someone else at this pick, but um, I won't say who it is. So my next pick for the Panthers, uh, I went kind of risky with them. He seems like a guy that kind of fits their MO, what they want in edge rusher. I went with Arden Key from LSU, and I know he is the great enigma. Of all over the place. His film score for me was really, really high. Me too. I had him um, as a top 10 prospect at one but point. But I just, and I, granted, I always say this, I don't know the guy, but it just, I get a vibe that he just doesn't like football. Yep. Um, and if that's the case, I mean, you have all off season to train for this and his pro day numbers were the biggest interview of your life. Atrocious. And that's what you put on, yeah. on paper. That's just pathetic. That's a red flag, yep. but he's, but if it, if you just want to watch the, the tape, um, he should go higher than this. Yep. Uh, 56 Buffalo bills. I gave him Frank Ragnow, a center from Arkansas. They just had Eric Wood retire. That's great value there too. Yep. I've, I've seen two centers kind of talked about for, for first round type hype, but, yep. um, Next for the Titans, I went with uh, Fred Warner, BYU. Uh, nice little linebacker. Yeah, he's a stud. I really like him. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, Mike Jasicki, tight end. That's fun in that offense. Wow. Yeah, it would be. I think uh, I think that's a good fit. Jasicki was another guy I was thinking about. Uh, um, I, I still have Ian Thomas rated slightly higher, so that's who I went with. So my next pick, the Niners uh, at 59. This is actually... This would have been he would this guy would have been on my short list for the Chiefs at fifty four and that's Harrison Phillips from Stanford. I know you're probably 59. Not, 59. 59. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, fifty nine is Harrison Phillips from Stanford. I know you're probably wouldn't be I'm higher on him than you are, but I, I like him a my, lot. My tape grade on him wasn't great just because I think he's kind of a two down guy. And, you know, we heard that we heard a little bit of buzz about his knee mm-hmm. at uh, at the combine. So that's Which something that hasn't come out, though, at well, all. And that's not, weird. Not, not a lot of things have come out yet, though. You know, you've got Mike Hughes' situation, true. whether or not there's something there. You've got stuff, you know, even Arden Key story. Like, there's just not a ton of, of, of that backstory with health, medical, with, or. And with Phillips, what will be interesting is when and if he starts to drop on draft day that's when that'll come that'll probably be it same with like josh sweat we don't really have a ton of information on on josh sweats josh sweat could go 20 overall (laughs) like it depends on the medicals some people don't i mean you know we don't know about the medicals there uh edge prospect hercules mata gets taken by the pittsburgh steelers at 60 i'm still high on him as a prospect uh, and this actually kind of is a good fit for him because they've they've played with some undersized shorter edges like um, Harrison was one. Yeah, Ryder, right. yeah Lamar yeah. Woodley yeah. was another. Perfect fit. Uh, and then they took that. Who was that guy from Georgia they took in the first that just really didn't pan out? He was a stud at Georgia. I don't remember. I don't remember either, but he wasn't good. Um, but her, yeah, I, I like that fit too. He seems like a stealer. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars at 61. I took a guy I'm not a big fan of, but I think this is where he comes off the board. Michael Gallup from Colorado State. Yep. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, cornerback Carlton Davis, perfect fit for what they do. <sighs> big physical corner. It's another guy I was kind of looking at a little bit. Uh, oh, I guess I just gave you a draft missile, guy. We'll talk about him later next week. The Vikings are killing it again. Yep. Um, maybe dra- I subconsciously did that. Maybe. Because you're taking all my all my guys before the Chiefs could pick with the Packers selections. The Maybe subconsciously, the Vikings I was like, have drafted so. Don't talk. They have drafted so well in the last couple of years. They just haven't gotten a quarterback. Yep. And now they well they still don't have one. But whatever. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback. They probably, <laughs> they probably that was probably the worst move they've made. I'm not a Kirk guy. And nope. Anyways, anyways, the Patriots um, at 63, Uchenna Nuosu from USC. Did I say that right? A chin and a was, yeah. Yeah, I said it right now. Good job. um, Yeah, edge player. Cleveland Browns uh, at 64, last pick of the second round. I gave him Kaiser White, another guy I was thinking about at 54. Uh, Just there was better value there. This is going to hurt my credibility, but I've never really done a mock draft like this. And when you took Kaiser White there at 64, that's when in my head I went, oh, shoot. (laughs) He's good. I forgot he's on the board. (laughs) Well, Um, I was trying to keep track of it, but this this is stressful. I don't know how these guys do this. Players getting picked left and right. I'll edit edit that little admission out. Just kidding. Um, There's no chance I will. Catch the L. Yeah, well, I'll catch a lot of them, I'm sure. 65, the... 
Buffalo Bills t- took uh, another receiver, Deion Kane from Clemson. I feel like he's had a really quiet process, but he's right in that range with those guys. Yep. Uh, 67 or 66, pick 66, the New York Giants. I gave him Josh Sweat and Edge. And, you know, this is another guy that I was looking at there. Um, just, you know, as far as value is concerned, I have a, a significantly higher grade on Ian Thomas than these guys. So I had to, I had to make that move. So next pick, the 67th pick, the Indianapolis Colts. Select a local kid, uh, Nathan Shepard, Fort Hayes State. That boy, good. Very good. Uh, 68, Houston Texans, Terrell Edmonds, safety. So, you know, a bunch of good prospects coming off the board that I like before the Chiefs pick at 76. So, uh, or 78, bummer. Um, New York Giants at uh, pick 69. Nice. Uh, they take uh, Tyrell... Crosby tackle from Oregon. I feel like he might go higher than that. Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of those tackles people are talking about getting pushed up the board. Him, Jamarco Jones, which I don't see at all. I thought um, about him there for that pick. Honestly. Really? Yeah. I I don't like. It. I I have. I mean, he's fine. I don't dislike him. It's just like I don't love him where he's being valued at. Um, corner uh, at seventy, we go corner for uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. It's my guy, Tavares McFadden. I still think he's good. <laughs> I still think he's a good player. I, don't, I wouldn't touch him. I don't like him. I'm going to be honest. He's my... He's still young. He's still got some upside. He had an eight, eight interception uh, year, two years ago. I still I still value him. Oh, so did everyone. <laughs> Just kidding. No, that was impressive, but yeah, whatever. Um, 71, the Denver Broncos. I went with Jerome Baker from Ohio State, off-ball linebacker. Uh, Rasheem Green goes off the board for the New York Jets at 72. He's an edge prospect. Uh, he's a good football player. He's, a, he's actually a force player, which is that that density adjusted uh, that density adjusted athletics testing score for edge rushers. Pretty predictive. He's a good player. Yeah. Uh, Miami Dolphins at 73. Went with really the last uh, tight end, the upper tier tight end on the board, Mark Andrews. I think that's a solid pick for them. Uh, San Francisco and 49ers back on the clock at 74. And we're, you know, Jake, I'm, I've given you a lot of, a lot of trouble, a lot I've given you a hard time, a lot about wide receiver, Anthony Miller from Memphis. And, you know, I, I, I mocked him to you last week and I've mocked him, uh, you know, with you, and but you, lo- you love him. I, I do like him a lot. I value him in the third round and guess what? So the if, he's there, if he's there in the third round, I'm putting him on the draft miss list. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, so you know, I really like if you want to if you want to take a second to to elaborate on your love for Anthony Miller, I'll let you have the floor. I'm just gonna say this: if if the Chiefs or the Packers take Anthony Miller in this draft, I'm gonna pick a random follower on Twitter. I'm gonna buy him an Anthony Miller jersey. Are you really? That's a, you can take that to the bank. Oh my gosh! That, so, you, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, it, we'll, we'll have to come up with some competition for it for the yeah. last episode, but I love that. Yeah, but it it has to be the Chiefs or the Packers. Has to be the Chiefs or the Packers, and he has to pick a good number. That's an underrated factor of the receivers <laughs> being good. Like you're adding a lot of stipulations here. Don't pick number thirteen. Like that's no receiver ever. Oh dang it, Odo Beckham wears thirteen. <laughs> well, never mind. There's no that sti- theory. No stipulations quick. right here. Anthony Miller, chief for Packer. Someone's getting an Anthony Miller jersey. And by so. jersey, you mean Shirsey. Yeah, I didn't say... I, I never <laughs> said I wasn't going to make it myself. <laughs> well, no, we're, you I, really add a lot of stipulations I'll buy here. A, 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 a nice... An authentic jersey. I don't even own one because I don't really believe in owning a jersey. Yeah, but I'm I'll just, buy someone else one. Um, that's no, I, you know, I've, I've already talked about Anthony Miller probably enough, but I like I want I really did call him Antonio Brown light because I love the way he runs his route. I routes. I love his speed variance in his routes. That's such an underrated uh, part of being an effective NFL receiver. And I think Antonio Brown is the best at that, where he is not running everything 100 percent because he kind of understands how you know, how to run a, how how to run a, a route um and so anthony miller kind of possesses some of that uh when he measured in at 511 over 200 pounds um i just my love grew for him um i will say this the caveat of that is i always kind of fall in love with the receiver um in every draft class last year my guy was chad hansen um from Cal- california and he still might 
he, he might he might he, pan out once they get a quarterback in there that he's can, still going to be really good um but anthony miller i like a lot more than that so the next pick that's is me actually yours yeah you're coming up here because the green bay packers are oh, picking here yep. in one pick but with pick 75 the oakland raiders select defensive alignment trenton thompson from georgia jake break my heart again here at 76 well at 76 you may think i was gonna i was poised to take anthony miller but i actually wasn't going to well, it's because I, I just took him well if he was available oh, i gotcha. still i would still pass up on him right here if this guy was on the board um and i took holton hill from texas that mm. i got in my opinion i got three first round picks for the packers because i got landry bates and hill I'll, i have first round grades on all three of those guys you so. have a first round grade on holton hill late first oh yeah oh my gosh he's good i i like him a lot i just it's just good the, for you it's between the years stuff if that checks out then i would be thrilled to, for him to be here at 76 you're the um, next pick and I, hold on before you say this one this was petty wasn't it was this one petty no oh it's not sure? petty okay the Bengals need corner help they really do <laughs> um and I went with that. So I actually, so I went back and forth for the Packers on Hill or this guy. And I ultimately decided to go with the guy with the higher upside. But um, the the Bengals need help at corner. So I went with Isaac Yidem from and Boston College. I'm sad. Uh, I went with, uh, the, the Chiefs are up then. Uh, it's pick 78. And I went with another draft miss list selection. This is about his value right now for me. It's Durant Armstrong and Edge from Kansas already on the draft miss list. Uh He's, you know, the, the thing that's been kind of frustrating with this with this exercise for me right now is because I, you know, I, I want the Chiefs to get value at every pick, and I feel like they've just kind of gotten about net neutral, and that's kind of frustrating for me. But, I mean, hopefully they're able to get better value in the real draft. I got to go back to something real quick. When I was talking about Anthony Miller, Kent, I think, was trying to distract me from, like, really professing my love for him by telling me to put my face closer to the microphone, and it really threw me off, and so I, I think that's just a ploy. Kent just doesn't want me to take over the show by talking about Anthony Miller again. I probably. That's the... God dang. I wish I was smart enough to realize what was going on when it happened. Oh, well. Oh, well. All right. Moving on. The 79th pick... Uh, the Arizona Cardinals select a kind of getting into that second tier ish safety range, but I went with Marcus Allen from Penn State for the Cardinals. He's more of a box type. He's kind of a like don't love guy. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, sure. Houston Texans. I gave a cornerback I really like. I had I, mean, I had to be, I, I was honest. I guys I was honest because you know I could have very easily been biased and 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 made it easy for the Chiefs to get good players that I value higher. But Quentin Meeks, cornerback from uh, from. Stanford press corner I really like I do I, yeah, I like Meeks a lot as well um, the Cowboys I went with our Martinez Rankin from Mississippi State uh you know, they need Dak Prescott was really good when that offensive line was really good so I think it'd be smart for them to keep pouring into that uh running back was the selection for the Detroit Lions at pick 82. It's Carrion Johnson from Auburn. Uh, this next pick, 83 for the Ravens. I like this fit a lot, and it's uh, Cedric Wilson from Boise State for the Ravens. Um, I think he's got the, that type of speed that they really covet. And they need receivers. And that, too. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at pick 84. I gave him Tim Settle. I'm trying to be honest here. He's a guy that I would like, you know, in this, in this range. Uh, he's a Charger. Uh, the Carolina Panthers at 85. Uh, this more so is just, I, re I really like this player and I wanted to pick him. I don't know if the Panthers would necessarily do this because they kind of took two guys similar to this last year with Curtis Samuel and uh, who's the, what? Uh, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Um, but I went with Kalen Balaj from Arizona State. I just think he'd be fun in that offense. Another, another receiving threat out of the backfield. Maybe a little bit excessive, but um, I think that'd be a fun experiment and third round he's that's good value like I, I really like him there all right guys last pick of the only ap chiefs draft show mock draft at pick 86 a new member to the draft miss list it's rj mcintosh a defensive lineman from miami 6'5, 286 pounds and jake i think his best football is ahead of him yeah um he was weird to me because watching him i there were things that made me kind of raise my eyebrows and say, is he that good of an athlete? Um, and he went out and they had their pro day this last week and he kind of 
wasn't very good. It's like kind of underwhelming. His numbers weren't great. He's got uh, so what? He's got a really good swim move, like really good. Um, it's kind of fun to watch um, him do that. But that's kind of his one move that I see him using. He. Uh, yeah. he's, he's on the ground quite a bit. He, I, I was really excited to watch his tape versus uh, Quentin Nelson in uh, against Notre Dame. Um, and he actually got the best of him sometimes, but Quentin Nelson also big-bodied him quite yeah. a bit. Because when, when he does that swim move, he I think you see later in the game, Quentin Nelson kind of figured it out. And once he did, he was just planting him every single time. Yeah, McIntosh, he's, he's, he's an interesting guy for me because I think he's kind of a... A developmental prospect for sure. Um, he's a guy that uh, he's got some ability. He flashes some really impressive moments. He's got a great frame. He's got a long frame. Uh, shows a good get off. I think he's got pretty strong hands, uh, and he flashes. He flashes ability to disrupt. It's just in a matter of him developing the consistency. He's still a young prospect. He's a third year junior. Uh, him, he's, a, he's he's got room for growth. Him and and Tim Settle to settle or settles settle. Okay, two things. Well, both of the, the, these guys. One thing about each of them is they both have a really good first step. And when you test guys, that doesn't really ever stand. Like, how do you test someone's first step? Like, well, think about yeah, think about like Hercules Madafa, yep. and you know, there's a lot of guys there that have great first steps that just didn't test well athletically this year. It's it is a weird year. I admit that. Uh, but yeah, though, uh, RJ McIntosh, I got a third round grade on him. Uh, he's kind of more of a developmental prospect, but I mean, you think about like, I think the, the Chiefs have one you think defensive he's, lineman under contract you think in 2018. He five, five tech for them? Yeah, he's definitely a five tech yeah. type. I mean, he's got that long frame. I think you can put another 15 pounds I'm see, on him. I, I, I worry about him two gapping just because I don't think he had to do that a ton. I think... I have some issues with him anchoring. Yeah, I but think they're they're kind of going away from the two gap scheme. They're not going to be two gapping as much. They're going to be more upfield with one one tech like one gap schemes with that three four this well, year. And I like that. Pick. Yeah, it might it might be okay. He's 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 a guy that's got some interesting uh, intriguing traits. And at this pick, you know, it's it's about neutral value. I, I wish I could get better value, obviously, but I still like him as a prospect. He's going on the draft miss list. Uh, that's the end of the mock draft, and we've just got a few uh, mailbag questions we we picked five and there's some really good ones in here uh, and we'll just start off right off the bat this is probably this is a really good question from Mr. C. David uh, do you ever get tired of living in the world of hypothetical situations? I find myself tiring of draft talk because you could do all this work getting familiar with every player only to see them drafted by another team and never hear about them again uh, Jake, do you get tired of living in the world of hypotheticals? No. Next question. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I, 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 this is probably why we're doing a podcast right now. That is a really good question. It's a though. great question. Um, and basically, he's asking, like, are you guys crazy? Or well, I mean, we probably are. I but. get it because, like, here we have, we you know, we lot, spend yeah. a lot of time doing this, and. So we can have things to say about five to six guys, right? We 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 watch 150 plus prospects to be able to talk about five. And but I, I think you, it's more about because I like the process. Yeah, I think that's fun. Well, here's the other thing for me. This is this is where it for me personally. The reason I like doing this is because I like I like getting a full view of the entire draft, so I can understand the value of players. So just knowing the five or six guys that the chiefs are going to draft sure but knowing whether or not they i consider them a good value a bad value a neutral value you know if a if a guy in my top 35 or top 40 gets picked by the chiefs i'm going to be thrilled because I've spent so much time trying to understand and value a bunch of prospects to know that that's a guy that I think is a is a great pick and average. You know, it, it it's important for me to know that. I don't know about that. that that's kind of part it's, of the reason I like it. It's fun too to watch these guys develop. Um, like in last year was really the first year that we wrote down stuff and really ranked guys and went yep. through this. And so like Tredavious White was someone that I kind of really liked in last year's class, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just fun to be like. Oh, like oh, like yeah. what I saw there was 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 fun. And another thing that's always really fun for me is I will go like after I write my scouting report, I'll go watch people. Or I'll go read like the guys that really know what they're doing, right? And I'll read theirs, and it's always really fun to be like, oh, I saw that too. It's like, validating to right. know that and you're seeing the same things. And there's also times where you're that... like, oh, like we're completely off, and then you can kind of go back and watch it again, or just stick to your guns and be like, oh, I just disagree with them. You right. know, um, yeah. so it, it's just fun. Like I and we we're both 
you know we're both draft geeks but like we like football too so it's it's just fun watching football yep uh my guy country boy five seven or five six seven at country boy five six seven he says out of the eight picks that the chiefs have how many will actually be selections slash players basically are the chiefs going to come away from this draft with eight players or is it going to be seven via trade up or, or anything like that jake do you have any strong feeling on that I think if anything, it would be less. I th- I just feel like because they don't have that first round pick, so um, the capital that they have is probably going to get smaller. But I don't know. I mean, they could trade out of that second round pick too. Like today, if if that scenario happened, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they traded back. If the yeah, if the scenario we were in today, I'd I'd look trade back for sure. I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna come away with seven. I think they're gonna make a move up at some point. Sure. Uh, that's just kind of what I'm starting to feel. I was hoping that it's not my ideal scenario, but it's kind of starting what kind of what I'm feeling at this point uh, from at Sammy two times. Uh, if the chiefs did make a trade up, what team best suits this move and a rough guess on what the compensation would be. Um, I think the two teams that the chiefs might be looking to trade up with if, if they are going to, and we kind of talked about this last week is the Browns or the Colts. They've got a glut of second round picks. If someone wants to maybe take the Rams, 2000, uh, 2019 second round pick and maybe defer some of the assets that they've accumulated in 2018 to 2019, that's an easy way for a team to do that. So I would look at the Colts and the Browns and probably take, you know, I think if the chiefs gave away a 2019 second round pick and then maybe picks, maybe pick 80, six that might be that would be enough to get into like pick 49 for instance so that's two places i'd be looking at and if, if they were just getting rid of their draft capital 54 and 86 could probably get them up to the 30 somewhere uh at don beal 32 asses <laughs> you're gonna go find this tweet on my twitter account at some point it's great it's which prospects if they get drafted by the chiefs would make you do this and you sent us the gif of uh peter griffin standing up in a theater saying i'm done and then walking out uh jake who would if 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 you were a chiefs fan who would make you want to walk out of the building easy tavares mcfadden wow i wouldn't i don't even want him as a undrafted free agent what? Just kidding. I would take him there, but I just don't think he's good. Yeah. Okay. I, I disagree. Uh, I'd still take him in round three ish. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, my guy is Malik Jefferson. Even if the chiefs had a need at inside linebacker, if the chiefs took Malik, Malik Jefferson, I'd be very disappointed. I think he's a fourth round prospect. I just, I don't see, you know, we talk about all these athletic abilities. I don't see them on tape. It's frustrating. Um, I think he's a little stiff. I don't think he has great awareness. I don't think he has great play recognition. Um, he's here's, not a guy I'm super Here's high. my prediction on Malik. He's going to be a guy that looks awesome in OTAs, like in those shorts, and people are like, oh, what a pick. Like, he's so good. And then the pads are going to come on, and he's going to disappear. I think that's a very reasonable situation. Uh, last question of the day. And thank you guys for all the questions. I'm going to go back and answer the ones I wasn't able to answer on here. Uh, but we've got one more question from at NJ Chiefs Mag. Rank these guys in order of your preference for pick number 54. You've got Isaiah Oliver. You've got Carlton Davis. Mike Hughes, Jesse Bates, Justin Reed, Ronnie Harrison. Uh, so... Hmm. That's a great question. They're all similar. They're all, they're on the defensive backfield. Um, they're all guys I really like. Um, I believe I have second round grades on all but one of them. I think Carlton Davis might have a fringe, like a early third round pick. So Carlton Davis is last. I value them. Just a second. Let me look real quick. I think because uh, I think I know my top three for sure. I've okay. kind of been thinking about that. I would want. I mean, Bates is my guy. I would take him first, um, and then I would go with Isaiah Oliver and then Justin Reed. I'd be happy with any of those guys. Oh, I, w- I would too. My my order is this: I've got Justin Reed, I've got Mike Hughes, I've got Jesse Bates, I've got Isaiah Oliver, I've got Ronnie Harrison. And then I've got Carlton Davis, who does have, he's barely a third round pick. He's almost a second round pick. Uh, so that's, that's my order. And Actually, I, I lied. Mike Hughes would be my first because he's my, yeah, he'd have my highest grade okay. out of those guys. And then, so I'd go Hughes, Hughes, Bates, Oliver, Reed, 
And then I don't even remember Harrison and oh, Carl Harrison too. Yeah. Ah, man, I don't know. I think so. Okay. Let me look. No. Okay. Harrison would be Harrison would be third then. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, there you go. Uh, good question. I'd be, this is a very good question. I would, I would be thrilled with any one of those guys, uh, in Kansas city, uh, especially if Carlton Davis is a third round pick, any of those guys for, as a second round pick would be great. That's it for this week. Next week, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about my big board. Uh, We're going to talk about prop bets for the NFL draft. Uh, We've got a lot of other stuff that we'll get to next week. Make sure you're listening to the Chief in the North on Monday with Seth Kaiser. Uh, I'm Kent Swanson. Jacob Stack. That sounds like my voicemail from a while ago. Jacob Stack. You reached... Jacob Stack. Yeah, (laughs) sorry, I wasn't ready to sign off. I know, I'm sorry, it's my fault. Uh, But thanks for listening, guys. One more episode next week before the NFL draft. We'll catch you later. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.